Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Then you have the new boot coming out, the Crispy California, which is just uh, a loafer <laughs> with no laces. and It's, it's a, uh, a flip-flop. <laughs> no, no, not yet. We have a lot of say in what we bring into North America. We're not going to bring a boot into North America um, unless it's been tested here and unless, unless we feel that it's going to fit here. It, I call it a gentleman hunt. You know, let's have a glass of wine and let's walk a field or let's shoot a grouse and that's that. And, Go back and drink some more wine, and I mean, and don't get me wrong, that sounds like a fantastic day. It but sounds like a good day, but it's uh, it not North American Western hunting, right? Like, at right. all. Hey guys, this is Scott DeYoung with Crispy Boots. You're listening to Living Country in the City, episode number 17. Y'all ready for your dose of flyover state spirit? Straight from the concrete jungle? Well, put down your latte and pull on your boots. It's time for Living Country in the City. <laughs> All right, y'all. Welcome to episode 17 of Living Country in the City. Um, I am here on site in uh, not so much the city right now. I'm uh, I'm here up in Immigration Canyon in near Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, I was uh, I was looking for something to do this weekend and ended up uh, ended up seeing. Uh, uh, this uh, Black Ovis, Crispy, and the Gritty Bowman all uh, all uh, blasting this event uh, out here in out here in Salt Lake at the Black Ovis headquarters, and decided I think it's time for a uh, for a little weekend venture out. And uh, so I'm here with uh, Scott of Crispy Boots. Um, we just finished up a. Uh, a very nice, relaxing, casual hike, right? Yeah, you can call it that. It was pretty fun. I think uh, round trip ended up being about five and a half miles, uh, 1,500 feet of elevation gain. So it was a, it was a good morning jaunt. <laughs> yeah, and by morning jaunt, uh, this was probably the worst thing I've ever done. You know, <laughs> as you all know, I'm from Los Angeles, and I'm used to my, I'm used to my nice sea level, below sea level hiking. Yeah, it's it's one thing for the rest of us who are accustomed to. I mean, we live at we live at five thousand feet. You know, it's one thing for us, and then you you come from L.A. and it's a completely different ball game for your system. So. Well, and then of course I you know I I didn't feel like paying for a hotel room, so I brought my tent and all my my gear with me yeah. and packed a full pack. So I was the uh, I was the brilliant guy that also decided to <laughs> do this with a, a full forty forty five pound pack. Oh yeah, you were definitely packing the heaviest weight out of anyone there. <laughs> I will, you know, I will take that as a bit of pride. I, I did. I, I was definitely not anywhere near the front of the pack, but I did manage to uh, to not die. Yeah, I, mean, I did were... not. Uh, I made it all the way through. I didn't quit. That's. I was competing with myself, so I'm happy that I uh, that I beat what I expected I could do. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were all excited that you you flew in from LA for this. 
you know, we had that we had that event last night. We had Corey Jacobson, you know, nine time world champion elk caller there doing an elk calling seminar. You know, we were kinda kind of unveiling the twenty seventeen lineup with the new crispy boots we had and um Black Ovis, who Crispy has a really good relationship with, was there uh kind of promoting the new Sitka subalpine. And so we were really glad that you were able to show up and join us on the hike. And you actually, he actually uh, spent the night in his tent up here on Immigration Canyon. So, <laughs> got my got my sawtooth out, set up the stove, uh, woke up to a frozen over tent. But I was I was nice and toasty. Yeah, it was, that's awesome. Uh, it was a it was a good night out. It's a fun little weekend, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, no, the event last night was great. Uh, you know, Corey is just absolutely brilliant and he has this super crazy talent for taking something so complex as literally i mean how broad can you get by how to be you know how to be a more successful Mm -hmm. elk hunter and he's just so good at distilling it down to so many super important things um seeing the seeing the new sitka subalpine lineup was was awesome getting to getting to actually check it out in person you know not not a lot of places I can go to get that experience right. in Hollywood. Right. And uh, you know, of course, I've got I'm I'm mudding up my crispy hunters right now. Um, absolutely love them, but it was it was nice to see this full lineup of of crispies as well. Just uh, you know, one of the one of the things is that coming in as a new hunter is I everyone told me one thing that not one person disagrees on is you know you can you can skimp and and work up to good good gear on a lot of things but buy good boots yeah if you're if your feet are miserable you're gonna have a really rough time you're gonna have a miserable hunt or miserable hike so there's there's very few pieces of gear that i would say are as important as a high quality pair of boots and i'll tell you i've i bought these probably oh uh what is this? This is uh, what month is this? May. Yep. Bought these. Bought these probably March, mid March, and uh, took them out to the desert and and basically broke them in on a twenty five mile hike in the desert. Um, I, uh, you know, then spent a month month out there. I work music festivals, and so you know we do a few miles a day walking around these music festivals, warm the entire time. They've just been absolutely fantastic i after this hike i am sore up and down my back my back sore my hip flexors are killing right. me my yeah. knees are shot but my feet are surprisingly like in fantastic shape like it's the one piece of me that is not uh not completely busted up so i can definitely i can definitely second that uh, what i mean what everyone has has echoed is just invest in good boots and so i mean that you know brings up kind of what i what i wanted to talk to you scott uh about is is just how to you know i want to talk a little bit about crispy's lineup and then how you know how to select a pair of hunting boots you know it's coming in it's you look at this you got you got tall boots you got short boots you got ones that uh, you know are waterproof ones that have gore-tex and this and that and the other and it's just there's a lot to them and uh, there's a lot out there. And so, um, so maybe why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do with crispy? Okay. So yeah, I got brought on, uh, got brought on by crispy last August. So I've been with them for a little while now and, uh, I kind of, kind of a utility player for crispy. I do a lot on the, the sales and the marketing side, and I'm also handle most of the customer service phone calls or emails that come in. Um, so I kind of handle most of the day to day things at crispy and, uh, yeah, really, really focus on the sales and more than anything I educate people on the boots and how to how to get a proper fitting boot and what boot would be the best for them and and things like that so now um you know what what makes crispy uh you know and I know this could be a kind of a broad question but mm-hmm. um you know I look there's there's uh, hundreds of brands of boots out there you know yep. I can I can look at a lot of different ones and you know I've I've got a pair of uh uh, Red Wing Irish Setters at home, then that's what I used for a long time. And um, what really kind of what makes Crispy unique? What would okay. you say? Yeah, I think there's a few. I think there's a few different things that uh, kind of set Crispy apart as far as as quality and boot building knowledge goes. Um, <clears throat> I hear all the time boot companies kind of pounding their chest that they have ten years of experience and 
Um, one of the things that makes Crispy stand out is um, we've been building boots for 42 years. So we have a lot of experience about what works, what doesn't, um, the shape of the foot, <clears throat> custom fit and feel. That's probably one of the things you notice with the hunters that you've worn is right out of the box. They just they just fit and feel like a custom boot with a very low break-in period. And all of that comes through 40 years of boot building experience. I would say, I mean, low to no break-in period. I I mean, I yeah. put these on brand new, did 25 miles in the desert, and they felt like I've been wearing them for, for years. Like, I'd honestly, it, you know, it sounds like I'm, I'm, this is hyperbole, but I've literally never knew that I could wear a boot like that and have it just n- not have that real break-in super, you know, what is a hundred mile break-in period they say for most boots or something? Yeah, I mean, some boots, you know, different companies advertise 50, 75 mile break-in period. We don't, we don't put a number on anything. We definitely don't recommend for most guys to put them on and go 25 miles like you did. Um, <laughs> I'm not too smart. But, but uh, as long as the boot fits properly with Krispies, you're going to notice a, a next to nothing break-in period. Um, we do have some guys who it might take a, a, a short day hike or two to really get the boot feeling the way it should. Um, in my case, I own a couple different pairs of Krispies, and with all of them right out of the box, I've just laced them up and gone on, you know, gone on some pretty significant hikes. And I've no hot spots, no blisters, just a custom fit and feel with in my experience and yours, a a zero break-in period for these boots. That's one thing I noticed being out at the festivals is, uh, you know, we have two festivals in a row. We have Coachella and then we have Stagecoach. And uh, we're in my my Krispies the entire time, two weeks at Coachella and a week before doing prep and walking around the festival site and this and that, you know, several miles a day. Mm -hmm. And nothing. I feel great. Stagecoach rolls around. I throw on the cowboy boots. I walk one day. My foot is just destroyed, mm-hmm. and it's I and it's one of those things. It's just I I didn't you know you upgrade and you don't realize the difference until you go back for a day yeah. or whatever. And it's just I think the blisters have finally just started to heal after <laughs> right. after that. But yeah, uh, I think uh, I think most of us have had bad experiences with footwear in the past. Uh, it, it's something that happens, and most of us like like yourself, we kind of learn from. Unfortunately, it's this way, but we learn from our own mistakes. Um, you know, guys will be in a certain brand of boot, and it'll just, you know, maybe a cheaper boot or a, a your, uh, you know, an Asian built boot, and it'll just tear them up. And they say, you know what, that's just what boots are. You know, I got to break them in. I got to break them in. And they're fighting blisters, and they're fighting hot spots, and their foot hurts, and they just keep waiting for that boot to break in, and it may never happen. I mean, the boot might fall apart before they think it's broken in. Um, so that's, you know, it's definitely worth it to, uh, to, to upgrade and get some high quality, high quality boots that you don't have to worry about that, that painful break in period. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the things I noticed with the, the Krispies is the, the support and the soul. And I'm sure, Mm -hmm. you know, the different, different models I have, like I said, I have the hunters. Um, I just, after wearing these for for three weeks four weeks straight and then going back to a, a different boot or a cowboy boot it's like it's it's night and day and i just that support is incredible just having that super mm-hmm. soul not you know every time i step on a rock not have my foot bend over it and um it's uh that's one of the biggest like just most immediately noticeable differences that uh um, that I thought was really unique about, uh, about the Krispies. Yeah. Yeah. Without getting too, too geeked out on techie stuff. Um, one of the reasons you're feeling that and why you can walk all day without, without feeling fatigued is a couple different reasons. Um, the midsole on your boots, on the hunter boots and on a lot of them, it's a polyurethane midsole and it's got, it's got our, uh, crispy crossbow frame, we call it. So when you, when you take a step, that polyurethane midsole with, with the crispy crossbow frame really absorbs, the the vibrations and compression that a step will put on <clears throat> so so your foot isn't you know the 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 compression and the vibration of your step is not being transferred into your skeletal system it's not it's not bugging your ankle it's not getting up into your knees or hips um it's really absorbing a lot of that shock and so that's one of the reasons you you're experiencing very little to no foot fatigue another reason is um our boots have a really defined rocker in the toe 
a lot of people who put them on the, for the first time in our showroom or at trade shows, as soon as they step on, they'll kind of lean forward and they'll be like, whoa, like I kind of, yeah. like this boots, this boots rocking me forward. I can, you I can feel, I it. can feel it pulling my weight forward. And that's, that comes from that 42 years of boot building experience that that boot is designed to take a lot of, a lot of stress and strain and foot fatigue out of your calf, out of your Achilles, out of your foot. And it actually, once you start the momentum, and no matter how much weight you have in your pack, it'll actually kind of roll you forward into your next step. So you're putting a lot of less strain on your foot. I definitely noticed those those times when you're just you're just wiped, and it's mm-hmm. and it's that that time when you you can't even think about taking another step. You're just dragging your foot forward. It's you really do feel that like it rolls you it's, into it's that almost next like, step, and it's yeah, it's like a pat on the back. It's just a little bit of encouragement. Like, come on, buddy, I got you. Mm-hmm. You know, one more mile, or let's get up this last hill to our glassing point. Well, it just kind of gives you that ability to to just just keep powering through when you know when you're like, okay, you're already halfway. You're already halfway to that step. You're already mm-hmm. halfway to that next step. Yep. You know, it's it it's and, a uh, it's a unique feeling, and you know, once again, something you miss when you go back to a different boot which mm-hmm. never it's not going to happen again <laughs> yeah it might it might feel a little bit weird at first especially with no weight on a pack but when you're packing out an animal or when you're you know backpacking in the summer doing what we just did you know we were training you had a lot more weight in your pack than I did <laughs> I think I had I think I tried to weigh mine before I left the home mine was about 30 pounds yours was I'm sure it was over 50 year well I think you're I, saying it's 45 but it feels heavier than I, that. I started at I started at about 35 to 40 yeah because i needed it for the plane ride over i kept it right under 40. okay and then i bought a lot of stuff right at black Ovis <laughs> at yeah. the event last night and you know some swag here and there and so you know it could have taken it up a good it, five it, it's it's close to 50 if it's not right at it um but yeah when you get weight on your pack and you're going uphill you've really you really start to appreciate that rocker that's built into the boot. It just helps helps pull your weight forward, helps you get a better grip on the on the hillside when you're going up and and that's not by accident. That's by like I said, forty years of experience and it's it's integrated into the boot for that purpose. Gotcha. So you're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by HuntStand, the number one hunting and land management app. Let's talk maybe about um you know, somebody brand new coming into hunting. Let's talk a little bit about they're they're like okay I need to buy <clears throat> my hunting boots I love what you've said about crispies so far I'm sold I'm gonna buy some crispies oh holy crap there's like right you know however how many how many uh, I guess models I don't know what's the... yeah so we've got about eighteen models right now so out of eighteen models um, how would how would one go about <clears throat> picking their first their first pair of crispy boots and maybe, you know, I know, and I know they're going to vary from depending mm-hmm. on what that person's doing, but maybe we talk about a few, uh, you know, a few types of situations that a person may be getting into right? The, and the type of boot they'd want to pick and some of the okay. reasoning behind that. Yeah. I think the, the number one thing is to realize who you are, you know, your, maybe your body type, if your feet get cold easily or not, makes a big difference because we do have insulated, non-insulated models where you'll be hunting or hiking um, how often you're going to use the boot and, uh, what type of ankle support you want, I guess. So you have to know, you have to know yourself and you have to have a pretty good idea of what you're going to be using the boot for. Um, we've got, we've got boots that are great for light hikes, you know, early season type stuff. And then we've got boots such as yours that are going to be bomb proof anywhere in the world you take them. And so that was, that was one of the things when I was, when I was looking for my boot, I said, there's a couple things I was looking for. I needed, I needed the waterproof, mm-hmm. um, and I knew I wanted a boot that I could use for season. Like I knew I'm not going right. to go out and buy two pairs of boots right now. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted something. I'm like, okay, it may be a little overkill for, you know, a, a September, you know, rut hunt. But it'll it'll also get me through whatever I need. Yep. And three, with my girly little ankles, I wanted, uh, I wanted my, uh, a lot of ankle support. Right. Just because I know I've, I've rolled my ankle so many times walking across the street i didn't even want to think about what i do to them right you know side hilling so and I, i'm the same way i've i've uh i've suffered some ankle injuries in the past with with sports you know i played a lot of sports growing up and and i do a lot of solo hunts and rolled ankles in the backcountry and that's 
that's no fun, man. If you've ever, if you've ever rolled an ankle by yourself a couple miles deep, it's, it's not a very fun hike out. Um, so that boot that you have on, let's talk about that a little bit. It kind of, it's kind of grouped into a family of boots. We sort of call them. Um, so there's your boot, which is the Hunter and that's a 12 inch tall boot. Um, we make that exact same boot in a 10 inch version. So just two inches short, that's called the guide. That's my go-to boot. Um, if I'm, if I'm hunting, um, odds are I'm going to have the guide on my feet and then we make it an even a shorter version, which is an eight inch version, which is called the Nevada. Um, the Nevada is actually our best selling boot. It's kind of the, it's kind of the staple boot of crispy that everything else uh, kind of works, works around that Nevada. Um, and this family of boots, the Nevada, the guide and the hunter are all built identically other than the height. Um, the advantage of the taller boot, the 12 inch hunter, um, it is going to offer you better, better ankle support. You know, if you're, if you're in steeper terrain or heavier weight on your pack, it's going to give you a little bit better support. Um, you can really lean into it's that really going to lock into you, yeah. lock into your ankle and, and up your calf and guys, guys who choose that boot, um, maybe they don't, they don't want to wear gaiters or they don't own gaiters or they just gaiters bug them. So you can hunt, you know, you can hunt in 10, 11 inches of snow in that boot without wearing a gator mm-hmm. or, you know, stream crossings. Um, I know a lot of guys with shorter boots and they take off their boots to cross the stream or, you know, they're, they get up and over their gaiters or whatever. Uh, that boot, you're going to be able to walk 10, 11 inches of water. No problem. No, all the boots we make are full Gore-Tex. Our boots do not leak. If they do, let us know. We'd be happy to fix the problem for you. Um, but yeah, so I, I chose the 10 inch boots. I feel I like wearing a gaiter for some reason. I just feel, I don't know. I just feel better with a gaiter on. So I didn't need the extra two inches, but I feel the 10 inches gives me ample ankle support for everything I'm doing. Um, and then it's still, I still wear a gaiter, which covers up the other two or three inches for stream crossings. I gotcha. So, um, one of the things you're feeling in that ankle support, ankle support that this family of boots has is we call it our ABSS system, ankle bone support system. Um, it's not in all of our boots, um, but it is in it is in this family of boots. It's a uh, kind of acts like a memory foam around your ankle. So as you lace that boot up, that that boot is actually wrapping around and conforming to your ankle, and it's going to provide optimal support. And it's super comfortable support because it's it's molding around your ankle bone. It's molding around your ankle or your calf. Um, so that's one of the things you're probably noticing when you say you feel it gives you really good ankle support. You're noticing that memory foam, that ankle bone support system. I've definitely noticed that when I when I loop it around that uh, that one uh, wide out there hook and and mm-hmm. cinch it down, I, I it really feel it compresses in around the ankle bone rather than yep. just like because that's one of the problems. I've you know I, I do I have bony ankles. I'm a I'm a lean dude, mm-hmm. I'm a skinny dude, and a lot of the times I would lace up a taller boot. And it would just, it would dig into my ankle bones. It wouldn't support them. It just would rub them right. raw and dig yep. in. This is, this is so different in that it, yeah, it wraps around the ankle bone. It cushions yep. it and, and really supports yep. it. Another way the, the lacing system designed with that lace lock that you're referring to, it really does a good job at pulling your heel back into the heel pocket. Um, the most common place to get blisters is on the back of the heel because your heel's rubbing. Um, so that, our, our lacing system does a really good job pulling your heel back into the boot so your heel's not slipping up the back of the boot. Um, and also it locks the laces. So I know I used to have to do this with different brands of boots I owned. You know, walk a couple miles, stop, tighten up the laces again, walk a couple miles, stop. You're, you know, the laces loosen over time. But uh, the way Crispy's designed the lace system with that lace lock, you, you lace them up in the morning and you're good all the way through the evening. You don't have to stop and keep retying your boots to, to get the proper you know, the mo- more yep. custom fit. So I've definitely, I've definitely noticed that I, <clears throat> I, if not ever, I don't think I've ever needed to, I mean, if I, that's provided I lace them up properly the first right. time. And, um, but all the hiking, all the walking I've done, I don't think I've ever had to sit down, pull them out, you know, readjust them, mm-hmm. anything like that, which I am thankful because with the, with the, uh, 12 inch boot, uh, takes me a while to yeah. get it fully laced yeah. up. <laughs> once you're once you're in there, you're in there. You're bomb proof. Um, so uh, let's maybe talk about some of the other line and and what uh, they would be, uh, okay. what they would be used for. Yeah. So these boots we just referred to, the Nevada, the Guide, the Hunter, they are they are insulated. With the ex- exception of the Nevada, comes in both an insulated and a non-insulated model. Okay. I want to talk really quick just about the insulation. Some some guys in certain parts of the country are just 
the way their their body temperature is when they hear the word insulated they cringe um so really quick just a quick rundown of the insulation and most of the crispy boots if they are an insulated boot um, with exception to one boot that we call the wild rock which has a primal loft insulation all of our other insulated boots has a gore-tex insulation um, the technical term for it is is duratherm um, basically what it is is the insulation is integrated into the waterproof booty and it's a really thin layering of insulation we i mean if, if you tear a boot open cut a boot open and look at it it's about the thickness of a dryer sheet so it is very minimal and it breathes extremely easy um, it breathes really well since it is a gore product. So so these boots are still going to breathe really well so your feet won't over sweat, but they are going to give you a little bit of extra warmth for, you know, you know cold mornings, cold evenings. Uh, you are going to feel that they are a little bit warmer than what a non-insulated boot would be. Well, and I feel like it's one of those things. It's not – you're not so much really wrapped. It's not like a big thick insulation that you're wrapped no, around. No, not and... not at all. It's uh, like I said, it's about as thick as a dryer sheet. People hear insulation and they think of insulation in walls or insulation in in like their winter shovel the driveway type boots yeah. type of thing. Um, these are very minimal. They're very the technology in them is is uh, is just very high tech. Um, it's everything about that boot is designed to to breathe as well as a non-insulated boot would because the worst thing you can do for your feet is is when your feet start to sweat and overheat that's when it starts causing more friction and and blisters can happen so so these boots are really designed to breathe really well well i feel like it's and you know that's one of those things on those days when you are walking through the snow when you're uh, coming out of a river whatever that may be uh, that's that that's the difference between you know your foot yeah, that just gives you that extra little bit of little bit of warmth that you need uh, mm-hmm. just to kind of keep your foot going sometimes too. yeah so, so my guide boots that i wear and this would be the exact same for your hunters i wore them last year early archery season which is august you know um i wear those boots from august when you're you know it gets up high 70s low 80s sometimes all the way into to late season where it's you know a foot of snow it's single digits um, I never noticed my feet overheated in that boot. I did notice if I would stop to glass for an hour or two, my feet would start to get a little chilly. Um, but yeah, as far as overheating, my feet never overheated in our insulated boots. So I don't want guys to hear the word insulated and say, nope, not for me, because it's not your standard insulation. I'll admit I was a little bit curious about that when I first, uh, I was looking at the difference and I'm like, insulated boots, do I really need those? Especially where you live. Yeah. You know, you're doing a lot of stuff in the desert. And so, and yeah, and and I will I will be the first to admit, you know, like I said, I was I was cruising around. It was uh, on average the lowest I think was eighty five. Uh, there was cow. there was days it was up to up to one hundred and three, one hundred and five uh, while I was out there, and I had no issues, mm-hmm. no issues with overheating uh, on my feet. Um, so yeah, I can definitely second that that it's not. There's like nothing to worry about as mm-hmm. far as uh, as far as overheating and rubbing and and, and the sweating and anything like that. Um, if uh, I I highly doubt we're uh, too many people are going to be doing uh, too many people are going to be doing hunts uh, out in 110 degree yeah. weather. Dude, my body shuts down after about 85. I'm done. I don't want to be outside anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I want air conditioning at that point. Oh man, that's like a 85 is like a nice day. We go on a nice. Uh, a nice warm hike. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a little hot. Um, so we do have another family of boots. We just talked about our, our kind of our insulated family. Uh, we have a non-insulated family. Uh, it's it consists of the Idaho boot and the Wyoming, and it's very similar. They're they're the exact same construction. It's just the Wyoming's the eight inch version. The Idaho's a little bit taller. It's the ten inch model, um, and those are constructed not of leather but of of suede leather and and high resistance Cordura fabric. And that Cordura is going to breathe a little bit better than a leather boot would. Um, leather actually breathes extremely well. And when I say breathe, um, it's just the the water vapor um, coming from when you're sweating out. It's going to evaporate that water vapor out of the boot, um, but still not let water droplets into the boot. Um, so the, uh, the Idaho and the Wyoming, they're non-insulated. They breathe really well. So they'd probably be a little bit better boot for guys who are consistently going to be in in warm climates or early season hunters who are putting on lots of miles, their feet get hot. Um, those two boots would be, would be a really good choice for those guys. 
they are built on a little bit wider last. Um, a last is basically a footprint, a mold of a footprint that the boot's built around. Um, so they are a little bit wider. So we get guys calling saying, hey, you know, I, I, have, a, I have a little bit wider foot. I'm not quite a wide size. I'm just right in between a standard width and a wide. And, and the Idaho and Wyoming are great boots for those guys because it is a little bit wider, a little bit more generous in the toe box. Okay. Um, so those would be really good options for, for guys who are either hunting early season or live in warm climates who, who don't want a leather boot. It's so funny. Like, just talking to guys, you get guys that, that will call in. They're like, I want a leather boot. Don't even talk to me about <laughs> about anything except for an all-leather boot. And then, you know, the next phone call will come in. He's like, I hate leather boots. Talk, I don't want even want to hear about a leather boot. I want a synthetic boot. So it's just so funny how there's two different camps. And I feel like at Crispy, we've done a really good job at balancing, balancing out both. There's some boot companies that make only synthetic boots. There's other boot companies that make only leather boots. Um, we do a really good job at putting out a high-quality product in both synthetics and leathers. So we feel like no matter what type of boot a guy's looking for, we'll be able to put him in something comfortable and something that's going to fit his needs. Okay. And and so now the the Idaho and the Nevada, those are uh those you'd recommend for somebody, you know, still doing a backcountry hunt, carrying a decent amount of weight, but somebody that that does want something a little bit lighter, uh yep. uh a little bit more breathable. Right. The Idaho and Wyoming. Wyoming. Yep. Okay. And, uh, yep. So the Nevada is just the shorter version of the hunter that you that's have on right, your foot right, right now. Idaho and Wyoming. Yep. The Idaho and Wyoming are, are really good for, for guys doing backcountry hunts. They still have the ankle bone support system, memory foam in them. They still have the polyurethane midsole, which is going to reduce the vibration. It's not going to transfer the compressions up into your skeletal system. Um, just really good boots for guys who want a synthetic boot that's going to breathe a little bit better than a leather boot would. Gotcha. And so then you have the new boot coming out, the Crispy California, which is just uh, a <laughs> loafer with no laces. And it's, it's, a, uh, it's a flip-flop. <laughs> no, no, not yet. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe California will come, out with, uh, will come out with a boot called the California in the future. Right now there's not one in the lineup. <laughs> you know what? I would, I would buy Crispy Californias if they were a flip-flop. If you guys came out with a line of, of flip-flops and called them the Crispy California, I would be the first one in line for that launch event. <laughs> well, let's, I'll let you know if we do that for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep you posted. So uh, so what else do we have in the lineup? Uh, yeah, so um, so another boot that's really popular is actually the boot I wore this morning for this hike. It's called the Summit. Okay. Um, it's a little bit shorter boot than I would hunt in um, just because today I knew I wouldn't have to pack out uh, an 80-pound elk quarter, right? <laughs> um, so it is a little bit lower boot. It's an 8-inch boot. It does not have the ankle bone support system in it. Um, it's just a really lightweight boot. Um, guys who guys who are are counting ounces, guys who are, are you know looking for a super lightweight early season option, it's a great boot for that. Um, it's constructed with the same material that the Idaho and Wyoming are, that suede and cordura. It's just a lighter version of it, basically. So it doesn't have the ankle bone support system in it. That takes out weight. Um, instead of a polyurethane midsole, it has an EVA foam midsole, which is similar to what most tennis shoes or running shoes would have as an EVA. Okay. Um, over time, this material in, in these boots I'm wearing now, it's going to break down a little bit sooner. Um, so over time, I'm sure my body will start to feel that it's not it's not reducing the vibration of a, of, of a compression as well as a polyurethane would. Okay. So guys who are guys who are looking for a boot and they're like, man, I'm putting on you know a thousand miles a year plus and in, in boots. I want something that's going to last me several years at that mileage. Um, probably not the best choice for those guys going with an EVA midsole. They'll probably want to go with a polyurethane. Okay. Um, but for guys who just want a super lightweight, non-insulated, breather, minimalistic type boot, um, the Summit's a really good option. So, like, for somebody that's out shed hunting or something, you yep. know, like the weekend shed hunter, yep. that might be a good option yep. to, if to you're choose not, out. you're not carrying a ton of weight. Or guys just, you and I are not in this class, but some guys just have bulletproof ankles um i'm not that guy at if all only yeah i've been be nice. i've been hit by too many cars to, to ever have bulletproof <laughs> well, anything at this point i've never been hit by a car but <laughs> sometimes my ankles feel like they have been um but yeah guys guys who have really strong ankles and just looking for a lightweight boot the summit's a really good option for them okay so um another boot um this year for tw- for for 2017 um we we kind of looked at the 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 hunting boot market as a whole and said what's missing and how can we how can we fix it and and we felt that the market's sort of leaning towards or missing high quality lightweight waterproof boots so for 2017 that was our that was our focus we wanted 
We wanted waterproof. We wanted lightweight, and we wanted high quality that's going to last year after year. Okay. Um, so there's two boots that we came out with this year <clears throat> that we're really excited about that that we feel really meet that meet that need. One of them's called the Laponia, and the other one's called the Thor. Um, and and they're both super lightweight, but they they cater to two completely different crowds. So the Laponia is is the lightest weight boot that we carry. It's 18 ounces, so just over a pound per boot. Um, it's an all leather boot, uh, but it's it's a pretty flexible boot. It's got about the flex of what a trail runner would have okay. with the weight of a trail runner. Oh wow! So that's really for the guys who are wearing trail running shoes hunting, and they leak. Like that was just it was so funny, and I'm sure you overheard me talking with one of the guys that was on the hike. He was wearing a, a trail running shoe, and he's like, "Man, I hunt in these because I like the flex. They fit me well." Um, they're comfortable and I, he's like, this is my fifth pair and all five pairs I've owned have leaked. Mm. And I've, he's like, I've just had to embrace that my feet are going to get wet every hunt and bring extra socks. Yeah. (laughs) It's tough to dry out your shoes. Um, so we've really brought in this Laponia for that guy, like that guy that I was talking to and he's stoked. I told him about the Laponia and he's stoked. He's going to come in and try it on, um, the weight of a trail running shoe, the flex of it, but it's a leather boot. It's going to provide better protection. It goes a little bit higher up on the ankle. It's going to give better ankle support and guaranteed waterproof. That boot will not leak. It's so, like the kind of perfect hybrid between the, the hunting boot and it, the running shoe. It's absolutely a hybrid of a trail runner and a hunting boot. So nice. we're, we're excited about that. We've had some really good traction with that boot. Um, another boot that we brought in that I was talking about was called the Thor. Uh, the Thor is a, it's a synthetic material, so it's not a leather boot. Um, it doesn't offer quite as good of ankle support. Um, so it breathes really well, but it's a stiffer flex. It's actually, it's actually the stiffest flex in the crispy lineup right now. Oh, wow. So this would kind of be, the Thor is kind of a, a three-way hybrid between a hunting boot, a trail runner and a mountaineering boot. Okay. So it's got, it's got sort of a, more of a similar flex as a, what a mountaineering boot would have. Um, but it's still going to give you the agility and, and, and lightweight of a trail runner, but it's still built by, a uh, on a hunting boot platform like we know guys are gonna be hunting in this boot guys are gonna be packing out elk quarters deer quarters in this boot so we built it um to try to meet meet the crowd who are are like dude i want a light and fast boot i want something that's gonna be super breathable because i i move a lot but with the mountains i'm climbing it's steep and i still want a stiff boot the thor is the perfect the perfect boot for that type yeah of i was curious i imagine that'd be good for people scrambling up a lot of rocks yeah like, doing doing more climbing uh a mm-hmm. uh, little more vertical work in their in their hunts yeah um, we've had we've had the thor boot on some pretty serious dudes a lot of dudes who are kuyu gear testers were testing out this boot for us and some other guys and every single one of them came back and said this is hands down the best elk hunting boot i've ever worn oh wow um they're like it handles steep terrain really well it's still stiff enough that that my feet aren't fatigued by hiking up steep hills um, but it's lightweight. It's breathable. Um, we've had great, solid feedback from this boot. Okay. So I know Aaron Snyder, uh, the Gertie Bowman guys. They were just here doing this hike with us. Aaron was one of the guys testing out this Thor for us. He loves it. He got he he's got a couple pairs now that he's wearing. Um, it's just a really solid boot. Awesome. All right. What else? What what do we got next? Oh man, we brought on a lot of boots. Um, um, one of them that I think's worthy of mention is. Uh, is the Dakota. So the Dakota is basically, if we get a guy who just loves the Nevada boot, which is our number one boot, but he's like, I just wish it was a little bit lighter. Okay. Boom. There's the Dakota. Um, it's built on the exact same construction as the Nevada. It just has thinner leather in it. Um, the Nevada is constructed with 2.4 millimeter thick leather in a new buck. Um, the Dakota has thinner leather and uh, it's actually got Cordura incorporated into the tongue and into the back of the boot, okay. which lightens it up quite a bit. Um, Cordura fabric is quite a bit lighter than leather. Um, so it's it's built in the same platform, same outer sole, same midsole, same ankle bone support system as the Nevada. It's just a little bit lighter, more breathable version of it. Um, so that's going to meet the guy who is an avid backpacker, just hikes a lot, wants a wants a solid boot um but he wants it to be a little bit lighter weight because he's he's putting on a lot of miles just may not take quite as much abuse as yeah some it's of the just higher. yeah just the leather is a little bit thinner um the cordura material over time and over a lot of abuse the cordura 
is not going to hold up quite as well as, as a full new buck leather boot would like the Nevada. Um, but it's a really good option for a guy who's like, man, I love the thought of the Nevada. I just, it's just a little heavy. I, I put on a lot of miles. I want something a little bit lighter. Breathe is a little bit better. Um, the Dakota's kind of the perfect fit for that type of guy. Okay. And so, and then this year we also, um, so Crispy is based in Italy, Mazer, Italy. All of our boots are handmade in Italy. And they have a very good rapport with, uh, with law enforcement and military personnel in Europe. Um, and so this year for the North American market, we helped them design a couple black tactical boots that we feel will really meet a, meet a need for law enforcement and military guys here in oh, the States. Wow, okay. So um, we are bringing on three tactical boots this year. One of them is the Nevada. It's basically just the exact same as the, the insulated hunting Nevada. It's just got a different lace system in it. It's just a pull lace instead of a wraparound yeah. type lace system, which firefighters and law enforcement guys... Um, if they have to react to a call, they got to go every, fast. You know, every second counts. They got to be able to lace their boots up a little quicker. Um, so we have the Black Nevada. We also came out with one called the o- the Oasis. Um, the Oasis is more for the guy who he's a patroller. He's in the streets, but maybe his job requires him to get off in into the woods, into the mountains a little bit. Um, perfect example: the Oregon State Police. Okay. Uh, we have a really good relationship with the Oregon State Police, and it's very I don't know how to call it California, so I can't speak for that, but Utah anyway. We have we have the police force, right? And they patrol the streets and the cities mm-hmm. and we have a separate division of wildlife that uh kind of patrols the mountains and the fisheries and, and hunters and things like that. Where the Oregon State Police, they're one and the same. They patrol the streets and they patrol the backcountry. Okay. So they don't have a separate police force from their division of wildlife. They're all the same officers. So those guys one day could be patrolling, you know, traffic, and then the next day they could be 10 miles deep in the backcountry back checking a poaching case. Um, so the Oasis is going to be a perfect boot, perfect cross boot for that guy. It's still got the tread and the beef to it that it's going to be able to handle the backcountry, but you can also patrol in it. And then we brought in a boot called the Sniper, and it is just 100% pure urban tactical boot so that that boot's going to be for the you know the highway patrolman guys who who don't have to get up into the backcountry. gotcha so we're doing lots of things here at crispy we're uh All we're, kinds. We're, we're, we're working on a few projects right now that you know kind of tinkering in different different platforms different markets but uh we got some boots coming on um in 2018 that are gonna i think fit different different types of markets awesome so and hopefully a flip-flop and a, and a California <laughs> flip flop. We'll, uh, the crispy Californias, uh, handmade in Italy, leather <laughs> flip flop. I like it. Well, uh, so just to, to kind of recap it a little bit, we've got um, we've got the the insulated boots, which are the the hunter, the Nevada, and and the guide, and the guide. Yeah, and those are. Those are a uh, little more resilient, more, you know, in any season, you yep. take anything you can throw at them, boot, um, for, you know, heavy backcountry work. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. We have the Idaho and Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Those are similar, a little shorter, non-insulated versions, right? Non-insulated versions are going to be a little bit lighter weight. They're still not, we don't, you know, they're not considered quite to be in the light and fast category, um, but they're for the the mountain hunter who uh you know who's just looking for something a little bit more breathable okay and uh so yeah some more breathable still good for the backcountry maybe a little bit warmer climates things like that yep. um we have uh what was the what was the next on the line oh uh, the one i'm wearing today it's the summit the summit that's right yep and uh what would that be for more uh uh shorter Shorter hikes and maybe shed collecting. Um, mm-hmm. Someone that's not going to go quite a, quite as deep or as far. Maybe uh, maybe doing day hunting trips, things like that. Yeah, we get guys, um, the born and raised guys out of Oregon. They they're pretty much all in the summit. Those guys are putting on in elk season, which is a couple weeks, right? Mm-hmm. They're putting on a lot of miles and they get it done. I mean, they're packing out three or four elk a year in these boots. It's not something I would do personally because of the <laughs> lack of ankle support, which we've talked about. Um, they don't have that issue, so they are using the boot for for long trips and heavy packouts. Um, for most of the guys, I would say you're probably going to want a little bit more ankle support if you're packing out three or four elk in a couple weeks. Um, <laughs> so for me, this is kind of my shed hunting boot. It's my scouting boot. 
Okay. Um, things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we have uh, the hybrid boots. The hybrid boots, which are the, the Laponia's, the leather flexible version, and the Thor is the synthetic stiff version. Okay. And we got uh, got that whole law enforcement line coming the out. The law enforcement mm-hmm. line coming out. We're excited about that. That's that's new for 2017 as well, and and we'll see where it takes us. We're uh, we're already working potentially on a couple different tactical boots to meet different niches. And uh, the nice thing about about our relationship with Crispy Italy is is um, they 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 manufacture the boots, but we have a lot of say in what we bring into North America. We're not going to bring nice. a boot into North America. Um, unless it's been tested here and unless, unless we feel that it's going to fit here. A lot of their boots are very Euro, like Mm -hmm. the, the color schemes, you know, they don't, (laughs) they don't have the same hunting as we do necessarily. You go to Italy on a hunt and it's very, I call it a gentleman hunt, you know, it's have a glass of wine and let's walk a field or let's shoot a grouse and that's that. And go back and drink some more wine and I mean and don't get me wrong that sounds like a fantastic day it sounds like a good day but it's uh, not North American western hunting right at all (laughs) so so we really have a huge say in designing the boots we bring into the North American market which is unique a lot of the a lot of the European men you know a lot of the European boot companies that are sold in the U.S. um, not to name any names they're selling boots that were designed for for Europe they're mm-hmm. selling them here in North America, and they just don't quite cross over as well. Uh, they weren't designed to handle the pack loads or, or handle the abuse that backcountry hunters put on them. A little bit's just lost in translation. Yeah. Much. Yep. Yep. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV. So. Okay, well... Uh, now we're, wi- we're winding down. One thing I always like to end with is, you know, the podcast is is focused on, you know, folks like me coming from the city who are who are new at this, uh, may feel overwhelmed, may feel intimidated. You know, as we've talked about, some mm-hmm. so often we set, uh, we do it to ourselves. You know, we set the the barrier to entry so high just because there's already so much to learn. There's all this different gear to learn about, and and this and that. Um, so someone that's feeling a little little overwhelmed, little intimidated. Yeah. What, uh, do you have any words of encouragement or any just advice? Yeah. I've, I've, you know, just thinking, as you said that about this, it was, uh, we covered a lot of information very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I could, we could sit here and we could talk about each of the 18 boots for an hour. Um, that's not something most people would want to listen to. <laughs> so we didn't do that. Um, but if you do have any questions about, about crispy boots, we have a phenomenal website where, um, this spring we've worked hard. We're revamping it. We're adding more material, um, for guys who maybe have never heard of us or have never entered into the high boot, high, you know, high end boot category. Um, we have instructional videos on our website about each boot that's going to talk them over. Um, lots of pictures, uh, uh, really good spec sheets. Um, but honestly, just don't hesitate to give us a call, um, at crispy or, or shoot us an email. I'll, I'll say really quick, before, right before I ordered these, mm-hmm. uh, I was at the office and I was looking at the sizing. I was, I was kind of like, I, I couldn't quite figure out the sizing. I, mm-hmm. I had a general idea and, you know, I printed out the, the sheet and everything and, and thought I had it figured out. And I'm like, ah, I just don't know. And so I sent an email. I said, okay, this is what I'm seeing, like measurement wise, am I picking out the right boot? Went to, went to use the restroom. By the time I got back, I had an answer in my in my email inbox. Yep. Like I wasn't, I was like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll hear back from him yeah. in a couple of days. Yep. It was the, the customer service. I've called a couple of times. It has always been top notch. Absolutely phenomenal. And we, we kind of pride ourselves in that. Uh, we, we, you know, every single day we make sure our inboxes, everything's been responded to when we leave for the day. Um, so if it takes longer than 24 hours for us to respond, some sort of, disaster catastrophe emergency has happened <laughs> and for some reason we weren't able to get back to you but we will uh we respond to all the voicemails we get you know within a 24-hour period so don't hesitate to call us everyone in the office has owns multiple different pairs and and knows them really well we all hunt uh we all hike um kendall who who is actually the president of crispy that we went on the hike with this morning he's a very avid backpacker um he he hikes and backpacks in the summer with his family a lot more than i do Okay. Um, so we're all very familiar with, with both the backpacking world and the hunting world. You know, not everybody hunts, but they want, they need good boots, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we're very 
accommodating of, of we want to know, we want to know your story, where you're at in life, what you're going to be using them for. And, and, you know, I feel pretty certain we'll, we'll be able to find a boot that will fit the needs of almost anybody out there. Absolutely. So uh, if people wanted to find Crispy online, uh, what's, the, what's the website? It's crispyus.com. And uh, we got you on socials too. Yep, we're on uh, at Crispy Hunting. Is uh, that's where we're at on social media, and we're on Facebook. And feel free to ask questions there. We got a social media guy who does a phenomenal job at responding to all the questions we get on social media. Sounds good. I haven't I haven't gotten a repost yet from Crispy Crispy Hunting, but okay. I, I will admit it was a highlight of one of my days. I did get a repost from the Crispy. Uh, crispy since 1975 account. The, okay, so that's crispy Italy. That's yeah, uh, that's worldwide Italy headquarters. Account. I was Good. I was I was uh, I was pretty happy with that one. That, yeah. made, that made me happy. It was uh, from the trip to Joshua Tree from the 25 mile oh, hike. Oh, cool! It was uh, gorgeous. I mean, one of the most beautiful sunrises. You know, I always I always have a habit. I I have to figure out which way is east. The, yeah. All the tent entrance. You know, I mean. I'm not going to hike an extra mile just to find it, but uh-huh. uh, the tent entrance always always faces east, so I can <laughs> I can at least wake up to a decent sunrise. There uh, you go, that's awesome. But yeah, I got that one reposted. So uh, I will uh, I will post these up on the show notes page. Uh, that's going to be livingcountryinthecity.com/slash/seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, you can check out uh, all the links, um, a little summary of the podcast. Check it out there. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for hopping on the podcast Dude, with me. Thanks I really for appreciate uh, it. thanks for making a last minute fly-in trip from LA. We were all stoked when you when you came in, and we were pumped. And you're welcome. You're welcome at, at Crispy Headquarters anytime, man. I you're, will. I will definitely take you're, you're up on that. You're a stud, and we had a blast hiking with you today. And <laughs> it was probably a little bit more than we thought we were getting ourselves into, especially you coming from sea level. And you know, I think I'm looking at my Sunto watch right now. We're sitting at about. Uh, you know, six thousand feet ish. We we went up to seven thousand five hundred today, and well, you know, props everyone, to you, man. you got you got after it with a heavy pack on. Everyone kept asking me, "Oh, you know, what do you think of all the fresh air?" And I'm like, "What air? There's none up here. <laughs> you guys are all crazy." <laughs> oh, we love it. We love it. So, <laughs> but thanks again for hopping on. Okay, thank you. All right, y'all. That'll do it for episode seventeen of Living Country in the City. If you have any further questions about Crispy Boots or which pair is right for you in your specific situation, you'll find links to their website and all their social pages on the show notes page at livingcountryinthecity.com slash 17. Finally, if you've been enjoying the podcast, please make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any episodes. Also, take a moment to leave a rating and write a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Doesn't have to be long. Absolutely anything helps me move up through the rankings, which in turn helps me continue to get awesome guests on the show for y'all. I've got some really great episodes coming up for y'all over the next few weeks, so subscribe and keep on listening. But in the meantime, stay country, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to Living Country in the City. Get show notes and check out the blog, product reviews, events, and more at livingcountryinthecity.com. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.